Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jeff Hurst, the Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones, a Paolo Dicario, a West Ham United, we celebrate our victories, we stick together in defeat, we're proud of our history, a West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a Hello, good evening, and welcome. <laughs> this is more than just the podcast. Podcast. There you go, we've done all that bollocks. That's out of the way. Uh, tonight, it's a special. Well, it's not really a well, special. It's not a special it's at not all. It's not really a special. <laughs> it's makeshift, I'd say. It's, yes, it's, it's sort of a, a DIY podcast. They've left me in charge, so it's always going to go wrong. Um, I probably played the wrong crit, but I'm sure uh, Groove from Despicable Me, when he's back next week from America... Um, will tell me what I did wrong um, and uh, put me right. But uh, he's in America. So Sean's in America, people. Um, I, I, I apologise to the Americans now, but he <laughs> is on your continent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we apologise, but I'm sure like the eateries are really pleased. Oh, they are. They're, they're, well, them, <laughs> and it seems to be the cycle higher people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he seems to have taken up uh, cycling. So there you go. Uh, it's me, said man, Nigel, no jingle, not bothered. And my guest is, well, not my guest, my co host as ever, is Mr. Lord Leonard of Canning Town. You are? Good evening. That's it. Good evening. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> Bit of Neil Diamond there for you. That's the second tune I've pumped out tonight, once before. Yeah. That I've already forgot what I sung. Oh, I sung the Sesame Street Countdown. That's right, yes. Yeah. If you're old enough. Right, so tonight it's just me and Len. So what we've thought, and there's no football to talk about, and obviously there's West Ham stuff to talk about, but what we've thought is, rather than us ramble for half hour, we'll just go straight into this. Yes, people, it's Facebook Twitter question time, where you, the listeners, ask us, the presenters, questions. Of course, it don't always go like that, but let's see how we get on. So, straight over to Facebook. We'll go to Twitter after, for the Twitter writers, don't worry. Uh, and first up, it's uh, the Reverend Dr. Jonathan Lowe. What do you mean, Jonathan? He says, uh, dearly beloved... I was very struck, Nigel, by your article about 3pm Saturday kickoffs. Apart from the fact that, he puts in brackets as well I know, Sunday games aren't so convenient, especially for the clergy. 
uh, for many people, the tradition of Saturday afternoons is such an important thing, which has now been lost. Do you think it's gone forever, or do you think a campaign to allow the televising of Saturday 3pm games would help bring some of it back? And he finishes off, I've got a quick message for Len. Thanks for my Yarmolenko print. It's absolutely superb. And I was dead chuffed to get the print number one. Thanks, chaps and blessings, Jonathan. You're yeah. welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Go. And the reason why he got number one, because like it was only out five minutes last week and he ordered the body I was on air. Got in quick. That's what you got to do with lens stuff, you people. It's getting quick. you got to get in quick. Getting quick. Right, so John's question yeah. was, obviously... Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad he, uh, a man of the cloth, brought that up, because, you know, church on Sunday, mm. football on a Saturday. Why Why should that Should it, that be too polarised? Well... I agree. I think it should. It's an important thing. But, I mean, obviously, the article I did eluded that it, the price of success has meant we've only kicked off once at 3pm on a Saturday, and that was in August. Yeah. Um, I knew I was struggling to remember, but when I looked it up, I thought, blimey, it, it's, that's, that's not good, is it, realistically? No. And when you look at the upcoming fixtures, I don't think there's another one. So this is possibly going to be the worst season of 3pm Saturday. Is Is that something you just accept... Or, or can anybody change it? Because it's obviously done because of Thursday being Europa League. And, and that means you play on the Sunday. Yes. What's yeah. the, what is the other option? There's not one really, is there? No, I mean, they could... Unless UEFA moved their game. <coughs> but, mm. you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, is there too much... Football on TV is is will there ever be so. too much? Yeah. I think so. It's strange because there's. I'm saying there's too much football on TV. I was in a creative meeting. It would have been. It must be four years ago now, because I think that's how long it's been since I've worked what, in creative agencies. Yeah, <laughs> done a day's work, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and they were they were said that. They wanted to to do a, introduce a TV deal for the last five minutes of matches because of the TikTok generation couldn't keep the, you know their concentration for such a long for so long periods that they thought a five minute bit at the end would be a sellable product. It's crackers, isn't it? Absolutely crackers. Yeah, I it's the um. I, I mean, funny enough, I don't know if it is the TikTok generation or the perception of advertisers and media people of what the TikTok generation can deal yeah. with. Yeah. Because I think when you, if you actually got into it, you'd see that the TikTok generation are, are probably more than happy to go and, and suffer a game of football um, 90 minutes. You know, they probably won't take to a five-day game of cricket. But no. if you're an England follower, it's very rare you see actual five days of cricket now. Mm. Um, the bad way they play. But that aside, I, 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 I think sometimes I think we, 
it, like the media people, they they give people what they want, but they don't ask the people what they want. It's a perception. Yeah. In a way, you based wafer. on a statistic, yeah, it might not be correct. Might be out of context. I mean, European football years ago was played on a Wednesday night. You know, when we were kids, everything yeah. UEFA Cup, Cup Winners Cup, That's European right. Cup was played on a Wednesday night, and you know, the, I, it was back in the day of regional broadcasters, I suppose, on ITV, and they would show, you know, so Granada would show Liverpool and Man United in Europe, and London would show West Ham in Europe, and the BBC would would flip between whoever they thought w- was playing. But that was in the days where only four teams would qualify for Europe. Mm. That was your lot. So the advent of the Champions League, splitting games Tuesday, Wednesday, they wanted to maximise um, viewing figures. You know, I, I think TV companies have created this in league with advertisers and took it to the football authorities who smelled the money. Yeah. I mean... Today, if you look at the Champions League, they've they've put a bit more meat on the bones on the Champions League um, changes from 2024, and you know they're going to be passed. Yeah, they're going to go. To, they're going to have uh, every team plays ten games. So yeah. you, you know it's it's. Um, I think they're going to split it, and they 34 teams, and they're going to split it down into groups. And everybody will play 10 games in a league knockout format before Christmas and then break off. And teams that finish fifth um, outside of their their country's Champions League, the best teams not to qualify for the Champions League with a Champions League record will get to qualify again. So, I mean, all in all, I think we've just got to get used to not playing footballs on a Saturday if we're going to be in Europe. Yeah. And I'll get used to watching it on TV. <laughs> yes. Can't yeah. be doing this Sunday. Business. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't mind Sunday football, to be honest. A, a two or three o'clock kick-off. For me, I would think, why not have it at three o'clock? But, yeah. And two o'clock know, is just a... So, it's just... You know, like as if it's Saturday but Sunday. But the problem, and there's no TV ruling that says you can't play at three o'clock. But again, it's maximised for TVs because they want two o'clock and they want four or four thirty. I think we should move on to the next question. Yeah, you've it gets t- depressing, doesn't it? it that, yeah, the more like the more that. you talk about, it. Like, we should be kind of pleased, you know, that we're playing Sunday because. You know, we're in the UEFA Cup and this, but you, when you think about it, all you do is really want is your football. Your good old-fashioned football. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, next up, it's old Happy Chops himself. It's Myrion Williams, the Welsh wizard from Erefordshire. Uh, he says, why do you think cheese boils has had very little mention this year? He's put... I don't, well, I don't know why cheese has had very little mention, perhaps. Well, if someone said, for, I think it was George said, for God's sake, stop talking about cheese. And yeah. then Sean went on a diet. Ah, there's the answer. Sean's on a diet. 
Even though I'm sure feta cheese is good with a diet, I, 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 I don't listen. I don't. I just have a cheddar. So what do I know about cheese? I know a lot of brie and a camembert. Anyway, Merian carries on. Due to fixture changes for the first time in over 20 years, I will end the season <gasps> having missed four home games, which is a record for me. Eastport, what's the most you have missed in a non-COVID season? The most games at home you've missed in a non-COVID season. Since having a season ticket? Yeah. Mm. Might be this season with two. Mm. Um, Actually, it could be one this season. Yeah. It depends if you... No, you can't count the Euro games because they're not on the... Yeah, I don't know. I'd struggle I to think. I don't know the answer. With own games. Um, do you know what? There, 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 uh, Trevor Brookings last season, I got into a bit of bother at school. I mean, mum. The only thing my mum could do that she knew would really hurt me was to ban me from football. Yeah, she got that right. But, devious old Nigel... One well, young Nigel at the time. Young devious, Nigel. Young devious Nigel. young Just Nigel. Just as devious. Yeah. At quarter to three, one day, said, I'm going out, mum, on my bike. Now, we were living at Barking at the time, by the Barking bus garage. So it was probably by, by tube, you know, 40-minute journey, me to walk up the tube station, wait for the tube, jump the tube to Upton Park, walk down. So my mum's fault, oh, he won't be going football. But uh, little did she know that I would, cycle like mad um, up to the station I could lock my bike at the station um, on the, on top the bloke would look after it and I'd run down and I would I would miss the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game and then my mum for years did not know that's what I did but um, yeah. it was funny there was one game against QPR I remember I literally walked in as West Ham got a penalty, we scored the penalty, we won the game 1-0. And you think, oh, how lucky was that? But I, I did, I think I did miss uh, five or six that season um, before my mum felt sorry for me, <laughs> not knowing I was actually going and, uh, and and relented. So I did make Trevor's last game against Forrest and the actual last game against Everton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was quite funny if people don't know yeah. they, they did a big celebration of Trevor Brookings career on the Saturday with a clock yeah against the, his boy was the mascot wasn't he Warren yeah, was his Warren. son that's so right he'd come with Warren and, and they made a video of the day or in you know and you can see the video on YouTube and the, Trevor's woken up with the newspapers by Hilka and you know it gets ready, it goes down to the ground and it's the last Saturday. But because of fixture cancellations, we were playing Everton on the Monday night, I think. Monday or Tuesday night. So actually, while there was a big celebration for Trevor, we knew we were back again to wave goodbye to him. And, and when if you see, there's a famous picture of him being... He got carried off, didn't he, on, on yeah. someone's shoulders. Um, that, that, there's a painting for you. Um, that was that night. Um, but I think that would be the year for me. Um, who is the angriest? I think you are, Lynn. Oh, definitely. You, you say Shed Man or Lynn? Oh, I'm, oh, it's definitely me, but a long, yeah. long way. 
Yeah. I'm an angry man, but I'm an artist. I'm all right. I'm allowed. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get angry. I do, do you know, the funny, I say that, the only thing that winds me up is him. When he yeah, comes out. With, and that is the thing. I, it, it's just like, and he does it, you know, he does it on WhatsApp as well, where he comes out with these things. And I'm like, oh, I fucking can't understand that. Yeah. To, be, to elaborate on that a little bit more, to, to quote John Lydon, anger is an energy. My um, motivation to do things is I fucking show you. Yeah. That is sort of what gets me done. So I, I embrace the anger. I can, what's the word, channel it. How about that? Yeah. But I, I, I'm, now I'm approaching 50. I'm not going to be as angry. I want a bit of peace. Which no, is yeah. One one of the reasons why I give up a season ticket with these, I can't stand them. I yeah. love West Ham. I'm glad we're doing well, but I just fucking want them out of my life. Yeah. I should think that won't fucking happen today of all days. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I, I don't, I mean, that's the thing. Throughout everything, I never got angry. I never got angry I'd get, I could get sort of upset and whatever, but I never had rage about the move. I think no. that I've, I've, the one thing is when I started doing what I did, I, I knew we weren't gonna. I knew the club. If if the owners wanted to move the club, they would move it. The only thing I, I thought would happen is more. If more fans would complain, it may have been a bit more difficult for them. Mm. I feel more rage in being let down than the, you know, because yeah. I was pro move to yeah. a point, not not renting and weren't. Oh, let's move on quick. Yeah, I feel the bowl coming up. Um, have you a concern that as a fan base, many will be looking beyond the Leon game, but thinking that it's a formality? Mm. I mean, it's it's a nothing we do about it, is it? No. I did, the thing is, when you they dangle a, a further carrot, it's the same for the FA Cup, isn't it? If, yeah, if you're in, it. if you're in the third round and you get a, you get you get a replay, well, in the old days, people re, for those that don't know, a replay is when you would draw the FA Cup game and they'd make you play again. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in with the new fans. Yeah. I don't think we've got new fans. Well, I think you're kidding yourself. But, but believe it or not, people, and if you drew that replay. They'd spin a coin and make you do it again. They would yeah, go on forever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so and sometimes is is that you on on you know when they did the draw, you'd have the third round, you get a replay, and then they do the draw for the next round, and you know if you beat them, you play them. Like if we beat Luton in 1994, we'd play Chelsea at Wembley in the semi-final. Well, we didn't beat Luton, did we? No. In the replay at home. Yeah, no. So it it's sort That's of a bit difficult. Def- it's deflating, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember the build-up. All people were bothered about was, can I get a ticket for Wembley? Can I get a semi-final? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Johnny Artson turned up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Maid Marian finishes with... Uh, Rumours of a fire sale at Madrid. Would you accept Gareth Bale in a West Ham shirt? Blimey, of course I would, but... I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? I'll say that. <clears throat> mm. That's all we need. We don't need four players. 
I can anticipate there's going to be a lot of question about transfers because, you know, yeah, I right. really don't want to think too far ahead about this rebuilding job that's got to go on. Firstly, selfishly, I really don't want to think anything about Declan leaving because I've got paintings of him to sell. <laughs> <laughs> you better knock them out quick then. Oh no, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm anticipating questions over yeah, transfers. Okay. Uh, well, we move on to the lovely Greek goddess. Ah. From Forest Gate herself. It's Belinda Hello, Belinda. Hello, peepees, she says. Uh, she then says, why don't they have football matches on Saturday at 3pm? I remember going as a child with my dad and getting chips on the way home. Oh, yes. Loving the show. She gives us a kiss each. Lovely. And she Thank says, you. I do know the answer. It's all about the money. It's always all about the money, Belinda. I mean, aside, is there is there a a, a a way that where they could perhaps say, if you're going to have broken football, it still has to be played on Saturday and Sunday, and stop all this Friday night and Monday night football. I'd like that. So it was just a Saturday and Sunday. So you'd have five games on Saturday, five games on Sunday, and that should be it. I mean, I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, for me, the answer lies actually, madly, is in the football supporters, the FSA, whatever they want to call them. There've been some in different names. That if they, you know, they managed to get thirty quid away tickets, even though the campaign was twenty is plenty. So yeah, I know well, I because it round yeah twenty one. Well, yeah, I know I sort of pointed out to them what they failed then, but they, mm. you know while they were celebrating getting thirty quid, but. The only way is 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 the majority of fans would have to combine, and it's hard enough to get West Ham fans to agree. Can you imagine getting ninety two other clubs fans to all agree? Um, next up, it's ah, it's Nicholas Harvey, Yorkshire. Hey up, gents, he says it may be international break, but it's still Brady out. Brady out. He does have a couple of questions for yous. And I'm glad he asked this one, because I see this and I hope someone would. He said, with the news this weekend just gone, that Port Val have become the only team in the current 92 to have beaten the other 91 teams that make up the top four tiers of the English footballing pyramid. How many of the other 91 clubs have we beaten? I couldn't even give you an answer. That's like the last question on the uh, the half time quiz, isn't it? Yeah, it's just an educated guess. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at it, there's been, um, I think there's been 45 teams to play Premier League football. There might might be 47. Um, So, I'd, I'd, you know, we've we've probably played, we must have played against at least 70 or 80 teams. Whether we've beat them all or not, I don't know. I suppose that's something for me to work out, isn't it? When I'm want something to write about. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I I would hazard a guess at seventy to eighty because I did see that and I that stat. I mean, that's a great stat for Paul Fowl, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic to to beat 
but there's a there's a lot of clubs that have come up from non-league or from the yeah. conference um, in Division Two that obviously we've not you know ever played. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine that there's loads of clubs in non-league now or the conference league that that you know we've played. You look at the likes of Notts County, Wrexham. I mean, Notts County were top division in 1992. Yeah. Under Neil Warnock. That's right. Uh, Nicholas does finish up. He said, how long do we think before Rice becomes England captain? Did you watch any of the England football? No, I didn't, no. No, I neither did I. I, did, no. I he didn't start. I'm guessing he no. came on. Yeah, I heard he come on. I just read um, he come on. Mm. It was a dull game and he come on and he livened it up. Oh, was it? I know that's Rod- my Declan. Yeah, Rodney Marsh was gushing over him. So that's how I yeah. thought, oh, he must have come on. Yeah. Um, Nick will be pleased to hear, Nick, who's Nick Harvey, yeah. who owns one of my paintings. Billy Bonds is now in his club now, owns one of my paintings. There you go. How about that, Nick? You've got a bargain there, son. Yeah. Every time something like this happens, the better your deal looks, mate. <laughs> not, 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 not like I like to oversell things of course I do it's my job to oversell things yeah why not mate when, when yeah. you Len <laughs> sent me a picture that, that nearly drew me to tears people and, and I would genuinely say that and it takes a lot for me to do yeah that. me as well I yeah. couldn't paint for the rest of the day I'll bet I I'll was bet. Um, fucking up left right and centre after I saw that I thought mm. I'd better put the paint down Wait till you stand in front of them, mate, with it. That's, yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, next up, it's our uh, Back to the 70s show uh, cast member, Jason Backhouse. Evening, gents, he says. So following the most boring first half of an England game I've ever seen, Deck gets introduced to the fray and livens it up somewhat. The media praise him to the hill and are starting to see what us Amherst fans have been seeing for a good few years now. The mm. boy's pure class and a definite England captain once Kane disappears. He says, thoughts on Dexter's play against the Swiss. And can we, in all honesty, hold him back from the untold medals and riches at weight? Well, you've got our thoughts on Dexter's play against the Swiss, yeah. Jason, because we didn't watch yeah, it. That's it. In fact, it might, that might have been the comment that I saw. All right. That, uh, you know. Yeah. All we, right. We didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I just... Caught a bit, but all right. So what we can go with? Can we hold him back? Is it is it right for West Ham to demand another one more year, one more year out of him to keep doing that? Can we do that? Are we demanding? No, I mean, as fans, showing them. I'm not saying as a club, as as fans. Well, I I mean, I've accepted that he he deserves better than us, but then again. We also need to be um, um, ambitious, don't we? So we, 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 it shouldn't be too difficult to keep Declan and build a team around him as well. So, you know, if we do get six or seven, well, six or seven, it's, it's, it's a good result and it's progress and that we should be looking at keeping that and like here at Dicker I'm so trying to kid myself aren't I well and this is the thing because what I would then jump in and say six or seven is success for us mm, but it's not, not good enough for him but it ain't good but, and, and at the end of the day he should be playing 
you know, I got involved in the ESPN um, Facebook uh, post about Declan Rice, and where I pointed out I've probably seen nearly 100 games that he's played in, and he's, you know, he is the real deal, where all these foreigners from around the world were questioning, is he as good as this? And a few of them piped up and had a pop at me. Um, you know, he's not as good as Fabino. And I'm thinking, well, I think if he was playing for Liverpool, Declan Rice would keep Fabino out of the team. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing. It's I, I, playing for West Ham. I think madly does in this day and age hinder his career. And he and I suppose at the age of 23 now, he's got to be looking at the very top, the very top end. He's got. Nine years. Once he mm. gets to thirty-two, you know, I'd imagine that'd be the end of his. Ink. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Like that'll be it, 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 it. At the age of thirty-two, he'd possibly be looking to rejoin West Ham, if you get me drift. Yeah. Like Joe Cole did. Um, I mean, I saw a thing the other day where he, he he's the same age as Stuart Slater. Stuart Slater, happy birthday to Stuart Slater. If the other day was fifty-three, I like and Stuart. He's a nice guy. He, he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Mm. And I had a, possibly the best, one of the best twenty minutes of my time talking about West Ham was standing outside the balded up bowling ground because I'd seen him walking round on his own. Oh. I clocked him. I'm thinking. Stuart Slater. I was at the bowling, and I yeah. thought, ooh, let me follow him. You know, you know yeah, I'm not a fanboy, but I thought, ooh, and yeah. I see him stop by the gates. So I went up, I went, all right, having a look round, and he stood there and spoke to me and another bloke for 20-odd minutes about, he said, I just needed to come and have a look. And yeah. I thought, ah, right, mate, that's, that's it for me. Yeah. You're, you're a star. But yeah. the, you know, he left us to go to Celtic at 23 and he admits it was the wrong move for him. Yeah, I know. I won't say very regretful, but yeah, he certainly regrets that. Yeah. There's a story to that. I mean, frankly, Jace, to answer your question, I don't think it's right for us to hold him back. I think we need to maximise the amount of money we get for him. And for me, I can't see it going over 100 million, 80 to 100 million. Yeah. There is a After worry. he signs the paintings and I sell them. I'd <laughs> 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 oh. just get him to sign them. I think the selling bit, I think you'll have no trouble getting rid of them. But yeah, just make sure he sells them first. <laughs> all right. Next up, it'll be my Dodsey, mate. A West Country Hammer. The, uh, the scarecrow in the field. Boris Johnson of West Ham United. Uh, oh, his hair's a bit better brushed. All right, my handsomes, he says, how's you doing? He's got questions, which is good. Uh, can we have your opinion on the Will Smith-Chris Rock incident? I thought it was fabricated, but possibly not. Did you see it? I did see it. What do you think? But why would you say that was fabricated? I'm trying to think of the... Well, I did, I, it, it won... He slapped, he didn't punch him. It looked like, I only watched it at like half six this morning. So, it sort of slapped him, or I couldn't see there was a punch. And 
there was no scuffle. He just walked off. And I'm thinking, them two cooked it up. But that that was seeming like an own goal to fabricate that. I mean, yeah. you know, considering what's going on in the world and them two having a fucking play fight. Yeah. Hey, talking of which, while Sean's not on the air saying, don't say things like this, don't say that. Yeah. There was a publicity stunt. I think enough water's gone under the bridge that completely backfired in the League One football. What must have been the last international break. A guy um, we used to work with, uh, he went to um, a, a football match to his local team, which is good that I can't remember what it is because I can't get in trouble. And uh, one of the guys on the opposition team does a podcast. He's big, Murphy. He's, he says things for effect. And um, he started a bit of beef with the opposite. Oh, I, know, I remember what it is. It was MK Dons versus Wimbledon. No, it wasn't. It was someone who played for... Uh, it was something to do with MK Dons and Wimbledon and an ex-player said, slagged the fans off. And this ex-player did a publicity stunt and um, pretended that um, he was getting a, a, abuse from the, the, the crowd, which he was. But... The team walked off. And the twist is, uh, they walked off for 10 minutes. And when they come back for 10 minutes, some guy had had a heart attack in the stand that would have happened at half time. But because they were carrying on, the ambulance couldn't get to the guy. And the, the truth was, this was a pre-planned incident to get publicity over what was the international break because there's no Premier League, they thought they'd grab the headlines. Oh, right. And uh, it backfired. It's a shit story now, said it out loud. If I would have told you at the time, it would have been interesting. But so I what happened to the bloke with the heart attack? Was he all right? Well, I think so. But there's a couple of other heart attacks that weekend as well. I'm guessing... Did the player's name begin with A? Yeah, that's him. Right, okay. I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yep. Big guy. Yeah, so I know who it is then. I didn't know he did a podcast, but I know I know exactly. Well, I didn't tell them. Because oh, I thought it was strange what happened there. Because you'd think, mm, really? And, you know, yeah, it was over a reaction, saying, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like, you would just let it go, wouldn't you? So, you would, wouldn't you? Well, I thought you would, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's Streisand effect, and it? it was just bringing attention to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's supposedly pre-planned. <clears throat> Dodsey did go on to say, should Will Smith have defended his wife like that? Um, I don't know. I don't, you hear things about it. I don't know. She, they talk. She's got a podcast. What it turns out, I found out today from women in the office. She's got a podcast as well. She's got a podcast. What is it with these podcasts? I know. They think they say anything they and fucking like. She washes uh, dirty laundry in public. Well, it's a good job it is a podcast, then. Well, that's the thing. And then, obviously, the Chris Rock joke, I didn't think was that bad. Even the fact that I she didn't had... get it. Well, it, it, she's got alopecia, so she shaved all her head off. And yeah. he just said, I'm looking forward to G.I. Jane too, because obviously she shaved her hair off. So, 
Was she in G.I. Jane 1 then? No, but obviously she looks like she's ready to be in G.I. Jane 2. Oh, so, okay. Because obviously G.I. Jane, Demi Moore, wasn't it? Shaved her hair. Um, oh, okay. So it was like a famous thing. Demi Moore literally did shave her hair, skinhead, shaved it all off. And um, so that that's the basis of the joke. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. I, I think Will Smith. I think there was more to it than that. I think it's, it's, it was a lot of build-up. And I don't know if there's bad blood between them. But anyway, that's the Oscars for you people. When one billionaire or millionaire slaps another one, I don't really get bothered, you know? And, and, and when they go, uh, oh, and they ask every actor in the world on the carpet, what did you think of this? Who cares? You know, a really rich yeah. man slaps another really rich man. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, real people yeah. are getting hurt. But yeah. I digress. You were here, we, we thought we might. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the ticket? I knew this would come up, that's why we didn't talk about it to begin with. What are your thoughts on the ticket disaster that is Leon at home? And how can they still be getting it wrong? <sighs> Where do we start with that? I mean, we talk, spoke about it, but we didn't speak about it. We WhatsApped over it and both piled into Sean, who naturally stuck up for the club. Mm. And uh, I thought it was extremely cynical under the circumstances. And I, I, I'm not saying this, I think we're all talking about the same thing. But the fact that I think that it's pretty unanimously accepted that it was wrong to give so many additional tickets to season ticket holders and the implications of what that might have. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think a lot of people that are... I think you can be... You can benefit from such a thing and still think it's wrong. Mm. I mean, let me tell you my situation. I had such a, a shambles getting my ticket anyway that after an hour I gave up and just said I'd watch it on TV because I had to deal with my mum who's got dementia I'd, I couldn't concentrate on my painting and I was to myself look I, I kind of enjoyed it not going last time and um, I'm happy to do that again and I washed my hands of it I don't know if other people had the same problem uh, and then to hear that, that there was <clears throat> extra tickets told the teasing ticket holders some of which five years ago would have been a plus two yeah that would have brought in ten no eight fans introduced to that game who didn't really want to go to Upton Park and a lot of people missed out I think if you ask me I think it's part of the um, their project of introducing a different type of fan and a cynical way of just increasing their client list rather than reward customer loyalty. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know, they've sort of compounded it even today in that it looks like Leon have sent back a load of tickets. So they've put more tickets on towel today. Yeah. Rather than making it exclusive for club members, yeah, um, season ticket holders can now buy another two. <laughs> I mean, that's just deliberate. I mean, I, I, I just, it, I, it's, it's deliberate. Sometimes they do these things. They, they, they like sticking their fingers up, um, especially to me. You know, yeah, 
they every opportunity they get they do it to me personally um and that's my attitude toward them um that's what i think they do i just think i mean i don't under, i like. don't understand it the, they're still selling memberships. They're still advertising on the big screen, I should say. Pay 40 quid to get a membership. Bear in mind, we've only got a potential of seven known games at the moment. Um, so, and, and five of those are in the league. And then, um, the, you know, so there's not many tickets that go on sale for members for the league. Um, uh, it for me the the short changing of the claret members is is nothing but scandalous. Yeah, it's scandalous uh, for the price that they charge. Because the idea is is that club membership was the second port of call after um, season ticket holders. But for a league match, obviously season ticket holders get every game. They would be first port of call. Well, for not a league match, any match. But now it seems. They're like the, the shit on the shoe of the ticket office. Why is that? Oh, because we've. And I think you're right. I think they've already got their details. This was a grab for. I'm guessing. I, I just don't get why, in this day and age, when they know our our sold out the um, Seville game was. Yeah. Why they felt the need to allow up to five. The, Imagine that there's there'll be, from this there'll be people trying to get season tickets now just for ticket access mm. imagine the, what that will contribute to the match day atmosphere on those Sunday games that people aren't that interested in I mean we've seen a lull in the atmosphere haven't we this year oh well I mean it'll be interesting actually and this is the thing the Everton game because we saw what happened with the Villa game beforehand yeah. you know our book 45,000 now I bought 15,000 empty tickets, not empty seats. There was gaps everywhere. You know, as I said, in my row, there was just me and one other season ticket holder. That's it for that Villa game. So it it just shows you, um, you know, what they've done is... and it all goes back to, and I'm glad he's not here because he'll go boom in and shut us down. Yeah, yeah, but actually, yeah. this goes back all the way before yeah. we moved to the sales office the tactics. Plus two, yeah. yeah, and the selling of season tickets, and the I'll oh, have another one, buy a kid, even Social if you don't use it. Was, yeah. yeah, so they got their sales, and you ended up with 10,000 children's season ticket holders out of 50,000 season ticket holders, and you think. Or that ain't there was you know that twenty percent of the crowd was not kids, so you you know there was sort of and all they were concerned about was selling the tickets. They didn't care who had them, just sell them. Um, what they've it's come to buy them now. Yeah, but because the atmosphere will be worth a few points, which could yeah. Right. We'll, we'll finish up. With, well, not finish up. But we'll finish Dodds's. He, he, now, this is a bit of a strange thing. I don't know if you've seen this. He's asked us. He said, "Put them in order of your most favourite game out of the following five. He said, "Add one of your own, but I'd need to add five of my own probably." Um, so he's listed five games, and we'll just stick with this five, and we'll put them in order of just our favourite games. 
Just Not, so these are the matches. So he's right. give us a list of five. Okay. And you go, well, that's my favourite. That's the second favourite out of these five. Because I've, you know, I'm trying to pick. So he's gone right. So he says, Thursday's Europa League home game against Seville. The FA Cup final in Cardiff. Why would that be your favourite? Well, hold up. <laughs> no, this is the thing. This is where I was struggling. The last ever game at Upton Park. Right. The playoff final versus Blackpool. That was oh, shit. Oh, fucking stunk. Yeah, and the last home game at Upton Park we played against Millwall. <laughs> now, I'll go first. That wasn't great either. Well, we won. Um, so, I'll, I'll go first. For me, and it is tough because I don't think these would be in my best five of, of all no, time. No, I don't think so. The FA Cup final in Cardiff might have made fifth in my all time because it was a fantastic day out. Um, yeah, but this is what I'm asking. It means match, right? Or day out? Well, put this in the most I, famous I to... game out. So, the game, the, the match, not the day out. The, I don't think, I, look, the FA Cup final, we were superb. And the way I see it is, we did not lose the FA Cup final. We just lost a penalty shootout. We drew yeah. the game. And that's, and that's my take on it. But anyway, so if I'm listing those five games out of that, I suppose my favourite, madly, would have to be the last ever game at Upton Park. Yeah, and mine would be. Then it would be the cup final. Then I'd go for Millwall um, at Upton Park. Probably then I'd go for Seville. And then I would have Blackpool as the fifth game in that list. Basically, because the playoffs is the losers' trophy, um, and we were we should never have been in that game, and we were lucky to win it. We were dog shit against Blackpool. They were God, by far the better what, team. That first twenty minutes of second half, yeah, fucking yeah. I wasn't there. My, I recently lost my dad, and mm. I, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to be there for some strange reason. Um, and um, I watched on TV and I had to leave the room. Mm. It was, honestly, we were getting murked. Paul, Paul Lindsay's son was just killing yeah, us down there on the side. Yeah, he? he was. And I thought, I can't watch this. I just want, just want the result. Yeah. Do you know what? A lot of, someone's... Um, that's a lot of people's favourite game. People are starting to yeah, not commission it, paintings for that. Like, it, it's it, crackers. Yeah, I. I mean, I bought the best seats I could get, so that weren't corporate. So I was in the first block next to the corporate fans that are by the dugout. Yeah. So um, it was at Wembley, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at Wembley, yeah. and I don't know. Do you know what? I know, and this is the funny thing is, I look back and I think, I celebrated Preston as if it was a cup final. And I think the reason I did that, because of the demoralisation I felt walking out of Cardiff the year before against Palace. That's, yeah, that was a tough one, wasn't it? To lose to Palace, because I never thought we would lose to them. And no. To lose to them... And I remember talking to someone in the service station that weren't sort of Palace fans were a bit, I don't know, in a daze or whatever. And I said, what's the matter with you lot? And the geezer just looked at me and went, we were bottom at Christmas. 
Yeah. And you think, how did we let them? And bear in mind, we did let them. I remember that. You know, how remember did we them and, and that, well, it was like so gutting. So I did celebrate the Preston game, but the Blackpool game, I think it was because it was Allardyce as well, and I just fucking hated everything he did. <laughs> I was just glad to go, you know, go to Wembley and have a day out with me mates. And Yeah, it was a good day because the, it yeah. was European final and although Chelsea won he not talked about the yes <laughs> that was that night wasn't it? poor old Harry sitting in the stadium watching, watching his nephew uh, yeah. yeah blow his oh it was a funny day blow that and blow his job um, because weren't that didn't they just get rid of him after that as well I can't remember I think it was around that they, they decided yeah, you're on your way out uh, did you want to have a go at listing in five? Or? Not really. No, I didn't think you would do. <laughs> I tried, Dodds. I tried some, but I'm sorry. You need to come up with five better games. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the basis of what you said, at the Villa Park semi-final. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. A, it's a great moment. Uh, the games, the, the Everton game in the round before that, for some reason, is a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I'd throw in the Middlesbrough semi-final as well. Yeah, that was I'd, a good game. And, and and I'll tell you why. I think because of the ex- to, to finally be going to an FA Cup final. Yeah. Again, you yeah. know. And and I was there with my nephew who was only, well, he was 14. It was his 15th birthday Cup final. So he was 14 in April back at Villa Park. Um, You know, I just, and, and the Ron and the John yeah, yeah. You everything know, felt everything like it was gonna as an event, yeah. And yeah. Marlon's goal was right in front of us. So And that season, was a good Middlesbrough team back then. People forget yeah. that they got the UEFA Cup final and everything. Yeah. Um I suppose Dodsey can come back with five better games and we'll slag him off for them. But anyway, next up it's Robert Stokes. He says he loves the sh- the show, chaps. Keep it up. He's got a question, which is good. Uh he says, uh, and he does answer a question that I asked recently. He says, uh, question, if Lingard is a free agent at the end of the season, are we not able to have a deal in principle signed with the player now? Now, no. I don't think we are, because I think that only applies to if they Overseas, move abroad. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So he's free to negotiate uh, with clubs once you're in your last six months abroad. He then says, I'm not part of the Plasto Stokes family, he's afraid, which is like my, part of my mum's family. Uh, he was Reading, born and bred. But West, West Ham's got a lot of support out in Reading, you know. That's alright. Technically, he is Bobby Stokes. Yes. Bobby Stokes. Was that, that was, was he Stokes? Southampton. It was Southampton, was he a yeah, Stokes? Yeah, Bobby Stokes, yeah. Yeah, got the winner uh, against Man United. That's right. I always used to get. I know it sounds funny as a kid, and you because I used to confuse him with Bob Stoko. Bob Stoko, yeah, <laughs> who was the Sunderland manager. Yeah, and actually was Billy Bonds' manager at Cheltenham. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Strange things that you sponge of a brain keeps hold of. Uh, Johnny Hunt says, "Evening, boys." He's Good evening, Johnny. Talking about next season. How many signings do you anticipate we need next season in order to, he's got the magic word here, progress with obviously players leaving due to being deadwood or out of 
contract Brady out Brady uh, I'm so not looking forward to this mm. I'm fucking really am I'm anticipating total meltdown of fan base yeah I am complete mm. impatience yeah delusion mm. disillusion yeah I am not looking forward to that at all no um I follow t- cricket or something this summer. Do not, I repeat, <laughs> do not get your, you know. I'm following England. I get involved, yeah. <laughs> no, don't follow. Do, do something else. Learn something new. Well, I'm happy the IPL started, so. I can't see us getting more than four players, three or four players, and that's not going to be enough, is it? Do you know, it, it, well, it, it's telling, isn't it? it with, with Moyes, and this is the thing. Is Moyes so old school that he only likes to have 16 players? Probably. And it, and it does make you wonder um, that he, he's happy having a core nucleus of 16 players that he will keep. And that's it. Because I think if Ogbonna was back, you know, to, I mean, at the moment, he's only using about 13, isn't he? Or 14. Um, Ogbonna coming back would make it 15. So, and I'm, you know, throw Arioli in, I suppose you've got 16. So, I, I think that's um, Moise's mantra. He don't want... The problem is, and this is where I think West Ham fans need to realise, that the, the, the big clubs, even the likes of Man United, can have 50, 60 million pound players sitting on the bench. You ain't ever going to get a 50 to 60 million pound player that will be happy sitting on West Ham's bench. No. You know, look at Ben Rama, 25 million pound player. He ain't happy sitting on West Ham's bench. No. So, and, and this is the problem. We can have a fantastic, good 14, 15. What we can't have is a fantastic 20 to 25. No, we can't. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm sort of erring with you, three or four, but it, yeah. it depends how many you leave, how many did they re-sign, and, um, you know, what happens with Declan Rice? Could you imagine? Because if the rumours are true, like, in theory, David Moyes could have, like, £200 million to spend. And that yeah. worries me. I don't fancy his chances. I don't, like, <clears throat> I don't like looking forward to the best of times, but no. I'm certainly not at that situation. No, let's just enjoy this season, Johnny Boy. Exactly. And see, <laughs> worry about that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, it's our favourite car dealer. It's Mr. Hey. Alan Day, the Southgate Hammer. Evening, chat. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's from Southgate, but that's where the dealership is that I drive past. Uh, evening, chaps, he says. It's that time of the year. New kits soon. Ooh. Oh, we what? don't do that anymore, do we? It used to be the end of the season. Now it's yeah. in the middle of no. the pre-season. Yeah. What copy of an old kit would you like to see next year? He said, I'd like the 83 ohm. Keep up the good work. Up the hammers. We had that in 2014, didn't we? The Adidas one. Um, that kind of stripe and the collar. The 83 they one. Have a collar. That's the Avco one. Yeah, it? with the band. Um, do you know what? I did I, like I, it. I, 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 this is the thing I was going. I was never a fan of that. No. I no. Did. I liked it. No. I. I it was weird because obviously when they brought it out, that was the start. I think Liverpool, would Liverpool the first? They had like Itachi, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you say Itachi, I say Itachi. Okay. No one buys them or whatever. No, they were shit anyway, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I was never, I, and they put it there, the band, but we never had a sponsor, did we? No. So it Always was, it was like, everything. it was one of them things where they said, Look at this space. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like they literally created it to put someone there. Um, yeah. You know, Liverpool had Itachi, you know, Man United Sharp were the first. Yeah. You know, it was all electrical consumers. And what did we get? Avco Trust. Because no one really knew what it was. No. And luckily, they did a deal on season ticket loans so we could work out, oh, they're money lenders. They... I remember having a record at home that had Avco on it like that as well. All right. In the same font. Eurostyle. Expanded. There you go. Um, but, I don't know. Not, I don't know what. I saw a kit, one of these, um, on. it was on Twitter. It was, it was a can I follow. And he put up one of these computer generated thing and, and some of them I like to look at sometimes if you go well I don't like that the people get the ump because obviously you know they have taken time to design it and I see some nice and I saw one and it was it, it was do you remember the 2003 kit we got relegated in it, which was a very it was a white yeah, shirt nice. with the claret pin stripe. oh no I wasn't thinking of that one no not the home kit I'm thinking of the away kit so it had a collar. White, and it had a very thin claret pinstripe yeah. going down. Mm. And what he'd done is he'd actually put Admiral badge on it, and the Admiral stripe down the down the shirt, down the shoulder to, yeah. to the collar. And I thought, do you know what? I like that. But <laughs> he did it, and what he did was he did it with claret, though. So he did the claret collar, the claret avco down the shoulder, like I don't know what you'd call it, but the badges 
down both shoulders and a claret uh, bottom to the sleeve with a claret pinstripe. And I said, if that was blue, if the Admiral was was the old blue and the collar was blue and the shirt was blue, but with the claret pinstripe, I would buy that. Um, so that I did like. But with home shirts, I don't know, I've always find it funny because at the end of the day, it, all clubs like tradition. So basically, claret body, blue sleeves. Yeah, what about that? You know, and this is what happens when you start changing your kit every year. That, mm. you know, you've Put yourself had... in the corner. Yeah, you've had 20 kits in 20 years or 20 own kits in 20 years. And then you think, well, what's new? And it's getting to the point where we've actually done all the retro kits already now. What's, what have you got new? But you can't do anything new because it's... What can you do new with a claret body and a blue sleeve? Yeah. I read somewhere that a team come out and said, we're going to keep the same kit as this year. Was it? Yes. It might have been a Premier League team. Was it Brentford or Brighton? It sounds like Brentford. Was, was oh, no, it could be yeah. Brighton. Yeah, it's one of them two. It's one of them two. It, it sounds a very two. Brighton thing to do. Yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah. Um, Fucking fat chance that happened to West Ham. Oh, listen, dude. I'm just what? waiting for the year they bring out the fourth kit. You know, because oh, I, yeah. I, it baffles me. That'll I think next year. I think third kits didn't start until... 15, 18 years ago. Was it Liverpool? They had the red, the white one, and the green one. At one so, point. you know. What could I, be in yellow? Yeah, I don't know. Remember an advert with a yellow kit, and they had like old people like dressed up as like the Harry Enfield. Yeah. Scarcity kind of guy. Yeah, I remember no, them with longer, their green. Their green away kit. That was their first year in the Premier League, I think. Uh, anyway. There you go. Next up is Grant Croxford's uh, uh-huh. a favourite carrot cruncher. Oh, from Boycester. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which sounds like a cester that can't make his mind up what way he is. <laughs> uh, crystal ball time. It's not Bista. <laughs> of course oh, it is. Was that a joke? No, oh, that's okay. The joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it's Bista. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so Boycester. Boycester, you voice sister, mate. Boycester, is that not Bister, mate? Shut your mouth! I know where I come from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Grant says it's the end of twenty twenty six twenty seven season. So right. it's basically, the, the, I mean, what with me loving looking ahead, yeah, I know. just go to fucking Oak and go another five years. So it's May twenty twenty seven, and right. West Ham are, and he's gonna give us five to choose from pick one are we Champions League in five years time Europa League Europa Conference League unexciting mid-table or relegation dogfight I think Conference League yeah yeah alright okay uh, in fi- I mean uh, let's be honest between B and D could be any it, 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 can, it can be so many teams in that stack mm. I mean by then Newcastle will be in that they won't be Champions League I still think they'll be bottom half of the table next year 
Yeah, but this is um, in five years' time. Exactly. There'll be someone else. Mm. You know there will. Oh, yeah. So that's why, Chelsea for me, come, oh God. I'm going D2E. Unexciting mid-table to a relegation dogfight. I think in yeah. five years' time. Moyes is gone. I mean, blimey, generally a Premier League manager only gets three years for a start. He can't live that long. He might live to 20, 26. No, so he's not going to do eight years at West Ham. Because you can have four good years, one bad six months, and you're sacked. Um, so I think he'll be gone. And who, who's managing us? Wayne Rooney's going to be our manager. Um, where his third club he's managed after he failed somewhere else. Uh, so, and it's not that far. No. I just, I just, and it's the thing, the bubble will burst. It will. Because because we're in that middle bunch. Someone will make a break for it, throw a bit of money at it. And then, because they won't keep throwing money at it. Because, believe it or not, if you spend 100 odd million every transfer summer, but only play Europa League, at some point you're going to get fed up with throwing up. You know, whoever's throwing the money at it, of doing it. Mm. And I'm afraid, with Newcastle joining the fray, I think you're gonna you're gonna see now seven clubs or six plus Spurs. Um, you know, we are gonna have a big six, um, and and then Spurs are gonna be seventh. So that's why I don't think you will be Europa Conference League. Probably on Grant. Yeah. Cheers for that. Cheers just right up. Uh, mm. Charlie Fuchs uh, has got another kit question. Oh, he says, blimey. We've seen black, purple and navy third kits in recent years. What novel colour or colours would, would you like to see next season? He says, right, he's gone for, I'd go for burnt orange and dark grey. I can't think of anything else other than the orange, if he says that. I think we'll... Maybe a gun do you know what I'd do? And I'll, and I'll throw it in with... Uh, I'll combine this with Alan Day. Yeah? Go Alan on. Day's question about retro and whatever. All right. I would love another Ecru kit. Which I called Cream. So... I couldn't bear it. Really? 1995. Yeah. That was yeah, a centenary year. I, uh, actually... I just think I've just answered my own question. I think that was the first year we had three kits, but it was done to celebrate the fake hundred years of West Ham United. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pseudo one hundred. Pseudo years. one, yeah. You know the one because in nineteen eighty eight they were still telling us we were formed in nineteen hundred, but then very soon later they uh, they um, they changed it to. Uh, uh, oh, 1895. 1895. Yeah. So that's what I'd go for, the Ecru kit. I must admit, I did love that. And How about I... an emerald green? Not a deep bottle green, not a British racing green. Glossy. I don't know. You know it's... No, I don't like any of them. I'm not going to mm. say something I like. I like claret and blue, and then I like the, the white and night blue shorts. Yes. I didn't mind the black. I'm well, not keen on the navy anymore. The, the, the thing, the, the, 
there's a bit of me that thinks, well, because years ago what used to happen is it'd be one year white, one year blue, and then one year dark. They brought the dark kit in because that was uh, Thames Ironworks, wasn't it? Dark blue. Oxford. Yes. Uh, Oxford blue, because that's where Arnold Eels went to Oxford University. Um, so that's why West Ham will then invented the blue. So they used to swap it round, and I didn't mind that. I, I've always loved the claret with the with the uh, sorry the blue with the claret stripes. Yeah. <clears throat> My favourite all time kit or colour is actually would be all white. Or, well, would be the white away with the blue shorts and, and the blue the socks badge. and the round badge. Big badge. Round and badge. then I'd have the white with the claret and blue band. Yeah. Which we wore in the 50s, I believe, yeah. in 1960, and yeah. then was repeated when Freddie Pickion was playing for us. Which of I know course, is not yeah. a great player to pick out, but I always remember him uh, wearing that. So that's what I'd go for, Charlie. Yeah. Not sure about burnt or but you know, people like far out colours now. Um, Next up, it's a good friend of the show, Mr. Michael Levy Jr., the soul singing superstar of Tenerife. If you're out in Tenerife, go out and say to him, uh, I've heard you on more than just a podcast. And Michael is contractedly bound to buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I've got a contract with him, people. That if you say more than just a podcast, he'll buy you a drink. There you go. Didn't know that, Mike, did you? Anyway, he says, no, with the never. departure of so many players at the end of the season and the overhaul is on the cards. Oh. He's another one. How many players would you like to see brought in the summer? Are you concerned about yes. adding new faces? So we'll go with it. Very him. much. Yeah. I'm very concerned. I'm desperately concerned, Sean. Well, yeah. I, I bet, bet he's he is. concerned, yeah. He is. I bet he is. Uh, I... I'm not. I'm. I don't know. I'm not concerned. I. Funny enough, I know there's a lot of players out of contract. I don't see us losing a lot of players. I don't think there's a queue of players to leave. You know, I, I, if you look at the defence, you know, Creswell, I don't think is going to go anywhere. Masuaku's still got about three years left of his five-year contract. He signed two years ago. No, he's going. Do you think? Yeah, it's got to be going this time. All right, well, that's another left back then. So, But uh, Moyes is only going to bring three or four in, isn't he? Yeah. Even if he loses Declan. But but if it's true, the Calvin that. Phillips. And I think now Bielsa's left leads. Funny enough, I think now Bielsa's left leads. I, I think there's a chance, you know. But um, we'll see. We'll see. We will. Ted Sexton, Dave's son says, uh, I know of players transferred to Spurs, but are there any coming to us from Spurs? Ah. Thanks for the pod. I Jimmy don't Greaves. know. He came from oh. Spurs to us. Oh, I see. He's talking retrospectively. I don't know if he is or not. I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, Jimmy, no, no, Jimmy now become from Norwich, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Robson, Stuart, no, Mark no. Robson. Mark Robson. Did he come from Spurs? I think he did, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Johnny Moncur came from Spurs. No, he didn't. He came, no, he from, came Swindon. from Swindon. in the end. Uh, do you know who came from Spurs? Bobby Zamora. Yeah, Matty Everington. Matty Everington, yeah. Same part, same deal. Uh, Were they? Him. Yeah. Don't think so. Defoe deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't think Everington was already there, wasn't he? 
What, West Ham? Yeah. Mm, got me thinking now. I know that because I did write an article today, or yesterday, or the other day actually, that I published today, uh, about Defoe's retirement and him being the last of the golden generation to retire. Um, what did you think? Oh, he was in the golden generation, was he? Do you not think he was... I think if Defoe would have stayed, I think we would have won a cup. Do you not think he's part of the gold? He was one of the last of the golden generation. I mean, the golden generation. Where did it start and finish? Right, I suppose so he did. Yeah, I suppose he. This yeah. is it. So we got Rio and Frank. That our golden generation. Yeah, our mean? golden, the West End golden yeah, generation. Yeah, Rio and Frank. Yeah. Joe and Carrick. Yeah. And then you had Defoe and Glenn yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. What? A f- what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was so. When did Rio what come could in? Go wrong? Ninety-five. Rio played May ninety-five. I think was Rio's debut. So between May ninety-five and two thousand and three, all of those players came and left. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to Everton in my book. Luckily, there's not many E's, and we look. And his debut, Carrick. yeah, Preston North End, August 2003. So he was signed, well, he was signed by Glenn Roder then. Um, yeah. Oh, well. There you go. All right, next question, we'll move on. Thanks for that. He's always good with questions, Ted. I like them. Short, sharp, direct, to the point. Yeah. And singular. Right. <laughs> and singular. Yeah. Oh, Dodsey. Yeah. Good God, Dodsey. Uh, a white paper, that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Mark says, how much is too much? You ready? When it comes to pie mash in one sitting. How much is too much? Depends how big your belly is, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is, do you like the third more than you like the second? Well, uh, as someone that has, would would do the five pie challenge, I mean, um, I'd, I think someone, I think I don't know if his man's is do like a ten pie challenge. Really? Even though I do think they skimp on the mash. You know when you think, well, that ain't ten mash. You mm. know, for me, if you're having pie right. mash it ain't just about the pie the mash is an equal member of the party you gotta get uh, as Crossy said to me when we done, he done his spaghetti bolognese yeah. you gotta get the ratio right that's right otherwise you're all over the place yeah and uh, um, I have committed the cardinal sin when it comes to pie mash by having a one on one when I go on my bike lunch times no I, I don't think that's a cardinal sin I, and, and for me Sometimes you think you, you just want to, you fancy a bit of pie mash, but you don't want nothing too heavy because yeah. you don't want to spoil yourself for the rest of the day. You know yeah. you're going to have something to eat later. Probably. I'll just have a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, be or I'll have a, to be fair, when I say that, it does mean I have a two-and-a-one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So. You, well, you, can, have to, you have another one for dessert. Well, I can eat two pies. So uh, one pie just don't seem like enough to me. Um, but yeah, I'd, so take you know it's up to you, Jane. Frankly, I, I, I remember the first time my mate Lawrence, who was a West Ham fan, 
uh, a fellow locksmith, we bumped each other at Bethnal Green. So we decided to go and have pie mash. And he, he walked in and I think he went four and two. <laughs> I was like, are you having a lot? And bearing in mind, I was, um, you know, I'm, I carry a bit of weight. And, and, and Lawrence didn't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you think, where the f- you put in all that? Four and two. Not weren't a special occasion. We were out on a work day. Not like we'd gone out with the evening meal. Uh, next up, Darren O'Grady. Uh, top of the morning to you, Darren. I hope you're Irish. If not, never mind. Uh, evening, gentlemen. As we are all keenly looking for new additions, not all of us, uh, to help us push on to another very strong un-West Ham-like season, and long may it continue, says, we are getting closer to losing Mark Noble. This year, romance aside, we obviously lose a hard-working, able passer. Hmm. Would you see us by a centre midfielder? Or he thought would be to see Pablo Fornells being used more centrally as he's handy on either foot and regularly works his bollocks off. Which should allow Ben Rama, Flasic and Oxoflex to break out of rotation and the overdue long-term left-back replacement. Um, do we have any absolute certainty reinforcements uh, and any real- realistic targets that you'd like us to try and sign? Uh, quickly, I'd say, I think, actually, another left-back is an absolute certainty. If Masuaku does jog on, as many would like to see him do, um, I, f- I mean, it's obvious he can't play left-back, and his last out and the left wing-back weren't that great, but... Um, I think, yeah, I think a left-back and, and another centre midfielder. What do you think? Um, well, still a striker, I'd like. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, see, when you start picking the bones of it, isn't it, you think, oh, yeah, we can't go another season. Oh, don't tempt them. Dear, oh, Please dear. don't tempt them. Uh, no, uh, yeah, another striker. And Lingard, straight away. Um, Do you know who I would like? I I would say it now, and I still maintain it. I'd bring in Sam Maximum from Newcastle. I'd have had Traore from Wolves all day long, but I'd or never. He's gone to Barca, so he ain't coming. So the next one is I'd have Sam Maximum because it, it keeps Moyes playing the, the way he likes to play, and it's a natural fit for Antonio. Yes. Yes. There you go. Uh, yeah, I like him. I think he's a great player. Uh, Don't think we get him. No. Probably. Well, and this is the thing. Newcastle could be going in a different direction. Sam Maximum. Well, I don't think... bad players and get rid of the good ones. Well, <laughs> well, you say that. He was good when they were bottom of the league. Yeah. Is he any good now they want to be top of the league? Apparently he goes a little bit in and out. Yeah, but that's what I'm so he's made for us. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the thing, you know, we ain't gonna get the really good players that that are no. top notch to come and play for us. We have got to get these players that are a bit in and out. Look at Mikel Antonio; he was in and out of Forest, you know. And we yeah. got him, and absolutely right. It 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 changed him. Players can do it. Oh, I'd love some Maximilian. Yeah. Um. Sean Cronin 
says, he's answered that. He said, I hope we've undertaken serious scouting mission of Stuttgart's left back, left wing back, Borna Souza. Apparently, he speaks fluent English. He's foot 24. He's a good defender, lightning quick, with a wicked delivery, set piece, and in play. He's got go. seven assists, two goals for the team. He's helping to drag out of a relegation battle. He's got three assists in his last three games. He can play in the back four or wing back ahead of a three man defence. Would be a great assistant to in the ultimate replacement for Creswell. Kills lots of birds for just the one stone. And uh, keep all the northerners at the he finishes with his proper gravy as well. Uh, and then next up, we've got Stuart Ling. You all right, Stuart? Yeah. How are we doing? It was it, to be fair to him. I see him on Twitter. He was he was uh, wearing the uh, a retro eighty three top, and uh, quite smart it looked as well. So nice. It, it had the Avco badge rather than I Avco Trust. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because I think it was Avco like Trust. It. Yeah, first. Nothing like it. Yeah, I know. You can remember he goes back along. Well, yeah. the colours are wrong, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Then again, the club made real kits with the wrong blue and scarves yeah. with the wrong blue. So, uh, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, he says, is anyone else fed up with the constant media musing about how much Declan Rice is or isn't worth? Talk yeah. shite being the worst culprits as usual. But it gets oh. some ringing up though, Stu, doesn't it? It gets yeah. some ringing up. If they wind you up, you want to fucking deal with their accounts department. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk shy. Uh, it, it, Stu goes on and says, end of the day, and he is, and this is where I say he's, he's worth whatever the club that buys him decides he's worth. Yes. While he's still under contract. Yes. And, and that is exactly right. Uh, to us fans, the players and the coaching staff, he's priceless. Crisis. Um But that's not going to matter once inevitable arrives. He says, I echo the sentiments, though, from Nigel in last week's pod, though. Stay and be an all-time legend yeah. for Stetland. Well, yeah. that's, you know. Uh, but, but I personally can't see it unless the ball get their finger out this summer and match his lofty ambitions. We'll probably need to lift that trophy or top four. We ain't getting top fours, Stu, so it's all or nothing, realistically. But imagine the pressure. And this is the thing. Imagine the pressure on the Europa League final. Yeah. So who who are we going to play in the Europa League final? It won't be Barcelona. Could be Rangers. They ain't getting through, surely. You think what? Well, they've done Dortmund and Leipzig are no Dortmund, so they can do Leipzig. So then I think, is it Porto um, are still there? When you look at the, the other four in in the in the other groupings for the quarters and semis, we did get shortchanged. Typical. Bad draw, ain't we? Um, so, um, but imagine the pressure on that. Win yeah. it and we keep him, oh. lose it. And that's a sliding doors moment. That that will be West Ham's future in yeah. one game, where literally you win it, the good chances he's got a medal, he's won a trophy, he'll lift it as captain, and it, it's Champions League football next season, which is his next stepping stone. 
And that's the thing is that he'll then, he can go and test himself in Champions League football. And if he does really well in it, then he knows he's got to move somewhere else. Um, if we did win, I, I said this question, I've told you that I asked someone this question. If we win, it's a big if. If we win the Europa League, what's going to happen to the... Are we going to lose stuff? What's going to happen to the retro scene, the ex-players who didn't sort of, you know, player nights, um, stuff like that? Looking back, of all that history that we've got of not winning, that the 40 years that we got not winning, them time, kind of players that we had, did they fade away or what happens? Well... What do you think? What do you... We'll probably never know. It will never come to that. Hopefully, well, hopefully, you know, it'd be great to win the. But what happens to us? How do we change? So you, when we gain, yeah. we always lose something. Ye- years ago, I'd often I used to look. So when under Allardyce, I looked at that team, and 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 I know it's funny. You'd think, who would I pay to go and listen to in fifteen years' time? And I looked at that Allardyce team and thought. Not many, Benny. That's for sure. You know, they, they, you know, they, it just seemed devoid of anything for me. I, probably now, actually, I was being a bit harsh, but Kevin Nolan, you know, yeah. but we, it, in, you know, Scott Parker could never. I don't know. You know, would you have these in a retro evening? So when you look at it and you think, and that's why we regress. We regress to the boys of 80 because it weren't just 80, was it? No. You had the cup win of 80. You had the European Cup Winners' Cup run. We had the League yeah. Cup final. We won the Division 2 title. With, you know? Uh, yeah. They, in, and then after we got promoted, three out of the next four seasons, we finished in the top four. Uh, sorry, in the top ten. <laughs> top four, dreaming. Well, it was to the boys of 86. The, 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 like, someone like Tony Cotty. Still at West Ham, everything West Ham, really in a period where they were a great player for us, didn't have anything to show for it. Julian Dix, Julian Dix, what happens to the memories of Julian and stuff? I wonder. I'd, but it, because the, the, the thing is, if you look back further, so if you look back. You know, so the generation older than us, and they worship the likes of Erst, Boyce, Bobby Moore, obviously, um, and and then that generation was followed by our generation of heroes. So they had two generation of heroes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yet what came after that was the boys of '86. So we've got two generation of heroes. Yeah. We got the Bonds, the Brookings. And um, and Lampard as such, you know, David Cross. And then they sort of stepped back and they were replaced by McAvenny, Cotty. Alvin transgressed his boat. You know, Alvin probably and Parks and Devonshire transgressed that whole period of 80 to 86. Hmm. Then... I don't know what you get. I mean, we've got we've got a show coming up, you know, where the it's a promotion special, isn't it? The, yeah. You know, so 
we've got a player, and I'm looking for, and the reason why I thought that one would be good was, um, you know, look, I, you do so many of them, you hear the same stories, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. So I looked at it and thought, well, this is going to be different. So what we've got is someone from each promotion season, um, and, and we've had five, haven't we? Yeah. So, um. They, and people are going to have to come up with different ways of um, bringing the punters in with different yeah. players. Is anyone going to watch my film? Do you know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, at the moment, there's a great appetite in there for yeah. football um, documentaries, historical documentaries. So... I think there'll always there'll always be an appetite for it, you know. Nostalgia because we always look back, you know. We we you can only look back, mate. You know, look. I don't know. You could look. People look back now, and Colt and Cole, you would think would be, you know, was one of the best ever strikers to play for West Ham. The reality, if we're speaking truthfully, is. You know, he weren't that great, was he? Cool, we were fucking counting it down, weren't we? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, and this is the thing, you know, David Kelly, for those that remember him, think of him as a donkey. His goal scoring record is probably up there with Colton Cole. We should probably love Colton until next no. week. <laughs> yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, you got yeah, I do. The, the modern day fans, because yeah. they've had really no one to cling yeah. on to David Kelly replaced Tony Cotty so we went from Cotty to David Kelly and you think oh, we got short change didn't we poor old yeah. David Kelly weren't really his fault at the end of the day and I no. don't think it was his goal scoring record weren't that bad I think that season the, the season we went down I think he got 11 in the league maybe 14 you know Antonio gets between 11 and 14 a season that's it mm. so you know but Kelly's a donkey one of the worst to ever pull the shirt on because people judge him about what came before oh, right next up Paul Turton he says uh, my question is he's gone where do you see us in six years time it's taken that long since leaving Upton Park to reach the Europa last date is it onwards and upwards, seriously competing with top four or five clubs in the Prem? Or is this the pinnacle and we've shot our bolt already? For me, this is the pinnacle this yeah, season. Yeah, me as well, really. It's an all or nothing situation we're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's the pinnacle. Short answer that, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I do about it. And unfortunately, it it could get better, but I'm basing that on previous experience. That generally, this is the pinnacle. But the pinnacle could be, and I still believe we could get the Europa League final and win it. Because I think if we get to the final, we'd be one of the favourites. Because if we we've come through, well, or we'd be the second favourite at least. Well, no, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think when I look at it, I don't. <laughs> When I look at it, if we can beat Leon and then one of Barcelona or Frankfurt, because I think that tie's open, to be honest. So, 
if we've made the final and beaten them two, well, I don't think we've got anything to fear out of Porto or Rangers. Or oh, yeah, like. you're right, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? When you yeah, look I at do, the yeah. other groupings, that, yeah. it, that it'll be us. It'll be yeah. us. So, um, uh, Gary Prince says, uh, I haven't asked a, a question for a while. It's Sean's mate. Uh, my question is, <laughs> would you like to see Karen Brady out of West Ham? And if so, why? So, we can leave the first part, because believe it or not, we don't do that or say it for effect, people. We actually do believe Oh, yeah. It. Uh, why? Uh, I, I, do you know what? I think what sums up the way Karen Brady runs the club the season, uh, the the ticket in for Leon game. Yeah, I think that yeah. sums sums up. Yeah, uh, the the way we run the club, the way Brady yeah. and why Brady's got to go because she's not, you know, she's not bothered about no. loyalty. She's we, a breed of person that I see a lot in the commercial world in that if she if there's criticism against her you're right by the way you're absolutely right it is the best example but another one is personality wise if she gets criticism aimed at her like for example how badly the integration of the move went from one stadium to another. Hmm. Fair criticism thrown at her. This is when you compare this to the Arsenal, this that or the other, it was bad. She'll come up and say it was the best move ever. Hoping that you say, No it wasn't, it was really bad and she's no absolute best ever. Thinking we'll meet in the middle, it was decent and we'll move on. It's no, it's not like that. It was still a bad move, the way she done it. All I, all on her watch. And this thick-skinned delusion of, if you say it's bad, I'm going to say it's the best ever. It, it, like her column, is constantly like that. That where she thinks that she can take this in anything, she's complete nonsense of a woman. A, a commercial politician who gets called a good business person. She's not a good business person. She's a politician who can make commercial enterprise happen. You know, by being, you know, her friends at the toy. I know someone that she's got a deal with. Uh, I can't... I don't want to keep talking about it, my situation and what happened. I think some people who know me know there's a situation that happened is that she's got a backstory uh, um, that's um, endorsed by someone that isn't true. Um, and this don't need her in football. Makes a difference at the end of the day. And it's like the, the ticket situation. We get a good crowd there and get people turn up and pay the money, whatever. 
which it's got it's always got to be our way that it's, it's the wrong cynical way mm. and it makes people unhappy people like me really and I know I'm a miserable bastard I'll accept it but you know just don't need the woman that's why I'm Brady out she's just not just superfluous mm. and it makes me this is why you know I mean, you know, Ben, not not listeners, I'm not going to renew my season ticket next year because I just want to... It's been 10 years now, exactly, almost to the day that I started working on what was then the Olympic Stadium. And in that time, just learnt that she had no interest of making it a a good... um, fan experience in any way and at the end I just don't want it rubbed in my face every time I go there I just want to be getting older and I just want to be in peace and I can enjoy my West Ham on the box without going there and it was great that I didn't go to the Sevilla game because it made me realise that you know I can I'm happy I don't really care about missing out on great nights down there do you think far between do ones. you think the Covid break that made it easier for you. The well, the COVID break meant yeah. you had to watch football, and what I'm saying is, football is habit forming. Yeah. Now, the, the, why do you know? It, why have honest. I gone for forty odd years? Well, because that's what I do. And there yeah. are times where I've sat there and thought, I don't know if I in that stadium. Often this season, I could have done without being here. I'm not. What happened in the COVID? Before COVID struck, I said to the people around me, I said, unless something, something incredible happens, I'm not coming back next year. And mm. it couldn't, doesn't get more incredible than a worldwide pandemic. And it actually made me want to go back. As you said, it had the opposite effect because it was almost like the yeah, last too short thing. When you've gone back, though, and this is yeah. the thing, because for me, I couldn't wait to get back, you know, and yeah. I'm desperate to go to that Southampton game, and I got, I got lucky, and I did get lucky in the ballot. So I got to that game, and then to go back, and the Leicester game was fantastic, but the longer the season's gone on, is a part of me that, you know, like, and I think it's because we're not playing on a Saturday. Yeah, it <laughs> and is, this for is me as well, Part yeah. of my finger is where you think, do you know what? The, you know, there's... A, there was a, I think it was the Zagreb game. I mi- I missed th- I missed three games because of COVID. Do you remember when I caught COVID in December? Yeah. And there was three home games in like seven days. Yeah, so I didn't quick, go didn't to they? Chelsea, whatever. And watching them at home, where before I'd be climbing the walls, I weren't that bothered. No. And in fact, the night game, and I get why you don't go now, like to the night games because getting home from there overnight is 20 times worse than it um, ever was getting out of Upton Park yeah so and it just becomes a chore doesn't it yeah it the live experience should always be the best experience mm. but when them type of things that you just said are thrown into it plus that you had your complete oblivious of VAR going on it isn't necessarily the best experience anymore. Mm. Once in a while, there's a treat going there. 
think might be fine. Although I've got, I just don't want to be there. Mm. Um, yeah, I just don't want to be there. It's that's yeah, and it's it's it's. You say you got to feel yourself. How did it get like that? Someone who supported West Ham all your life. I've been a season ticket holder all this century. Um, and you don't want to go anymore. How did it get like that? Mm. And I mean, she needs to look at herself. Not just not my specific case, but on her watch, people who are addicted to West Ham. There's no other way of putting it. And I'm one of these people. I, I just identify with them and I have all my life doesn't want to go anymore what do you got to say about that Karen shrug her shoulders she would replace shrug her shoulders yeah look, looking at she'd look over my shoulder while I'm shrugging uh, while she's shrugging hers it's, and seeing thinking who's replacing this seat that reminds me of a, a, an SAB meeting way back 2012 and someone said something similar to her and her answer was, "Well, we've all got choices to make," mm-hmm. well, and 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 that was enough. Doesn't understand, you know, does she? That was like basically, and she said that to a, a home and away season ticket holder. There you go. Says everything. When he was saying, she don't care about you. No, experience. she weren't, and it, and that was the thing. She went, "Well, if you don't want to go, that's your Someone choice." Else and that yeah. was the thing. That, yeah. is, that is what separates. This is what we would we try to tell Sean. That was what makes a football club different. You ain't got a fucking choice. Mm. Choices ain't on the table. It's not a product. There are no choices. It's, it's what you identify with. Mm. And to walk away from that, not from my experience, to sort of, to, you know, not turn my back on the club because, you know, uh, although I support West Ham, but to, to, to turn your back on the match day experience there, she's, she's that's failure in the eye sense to to be so. She must. She's done literally such a bad job for me to even contemplate about not being a season two holder, and it's come to that. You know, enough's enough. I just want peace from it all. Mm. Don't want to, you know, have someone turn around and say, yeah, "Have you seen what's on the front and the cover?" of the program, you know, have you seen what they do in the stadium and any other, what's your opinion? I'm just sick of it. I've just had enough of it. Yeah. Completely had enough of it. And today I've had a great day because whatever, you, whoever comes and goes at the club, is, as you say, is your, your mantra is, uh, you know, owners come and go and they do come and go. Yeah. They're real legends of the club that will always stay it was arts. Never all got time for me. It's fucking brilliant. That really softens the blow. I say, I mean, I'll always be West Ham. I get quite upset about it. Really. It's, it's, you know, they make the world a difference and they show people at the club up at times. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's my West Ham. It'll always be them people, the people that played for the club, they'll always be my West Ham. And, the people who are at the club, no, don't really, mainly her and her cronies, they'll never be West Ham to me, ever. Mm. But, you know, that's life, isn't it? Brady out. Brady out. And that is why. 
and, and that is why. Yeah. Um, perhaps, perhaps the fact that we turned it into a catchphrase cheapened it a bit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe a few people think we're being insincere, but yeah. We're not. No. <laughs> I just wish the <laughs> others would all wake up and smell the roses. Yeah. You can go up to Golden Sullivan all you like. They're going nowhere. You go yeah. up to Brady and you get, you can get it to the point, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And I would have gone after the sponsors as well, the lot. To, she's done enough in her time. The hit list is on her. Most of everything people throw at Golden Sullivan actually is on Brady's shoulders. And that's, that's why I was... Uh, more Brady out than ever they were. Alright, quickly we're going to, because uh, we've got two from Twitter, or three. So, uh, Dan3160 4340 4H, the same as last week. Uh, he's missed the Seville game, poor sod, because of COVID. But he noticed on TV they referred to the ground as an arena, not a Ooh. stadium, which is spot on. I think he's got a comment on last week's show, Sean, if you're listening, because winning the Europa is European glory with a trophy, not Champions League as a prize. Brady out. Brady out. Mark Repo, or Kevin, as we like to call him on the show, says, what's the problem with season ticket holders getting extra six tickets for the Leon game? Selling my extra six for profits paid for my trip to Leon with oh, beer money as well. Taking the mickey. Thank you to the club naughty. for helping season ticket holders that way. Brady in, says oh, Kevin. He, he, he's tongue in cheek, he's Kevin. He's Sean's act, his account. Uh, and next up, uh, Jeremy. Uh, or Ian, as I like to call him. Burnley tried to get Moses yesterday, uh, but were given short shrift no. Uh, are we trying to sign two Shakhtar Dines players? Uh, think we know what the answer will be, unless Man United or Liverpool try. Well, I didn't know about that. I must be out of loop. So, um, they couldn't get Moses. Uh, could they get St. Paul if they try? <laughs> uh, is he available? Is he, is he back from his walk? Um, I shouldn't really do that. Should I? I'm only joking. Uh, Chris and John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful now, isn't it? Um, I'd, so why were Burnley given a no to Moses? This is the thing. Where the, the UEFA's strange ruling says, oh, you can sign Russian and Ukrainian players on loan. And you're thinking, well, can we? You know, because they're still contracted. If if Moses is playing for Spartak Moscow, I believe. So if Spartak... Is this Victor Moses? Yes. Sorry, yeah. Not real Moses. No, not literally, yeah. Um. So, yeah, Victor Moses. So, the... Um, I don't know. You know, it's, if Shakhtar, it, not Shakhtar, if Spartak Moscow, who he's playing for, I believe, he's definitely in Moscow, paying his wages, then, mm. well, you know, and if it's a loan thing, you, you know, there's no way they're going to want to, um, there's no way they're going to want to uh, allow him to to move on, are they? No. Just looking now, Victor Moses. Oh, so the Premier League blocked Burnley's attempt. So this is a story I've got here, for those that don't know. 
Uh, Burnley tried to sign Victor Moses from Spartak Moscow, I said, but had been blocked by the Premier League. Uh, Moses finds himself in an uncomfortable position at the Russian clubs. The war in Ukraine intensified and he wants to leave. But the Premier League transfer window closed in January and does not open again until the summer. So this is the thing. they can't. He's not a free agent. So I'd imagine that only free agents can get signed, isn't it? At the moment. Hmm. All oh, right, so um, that's all the questions. That's it, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we normally do now? Predictions. Oh, I don't know. We got any predictions? Should we do predictions and fuck the others? So, what's the prediction? The predictions are for Everton. Fat Frank's back. Well, we done this prediction last week. Didn't Did we? we? Yeah, because he didn't think we were going to do this. Why oh, right. we beat them? Yeah. Oh, if you want to know our predictions, people, just yeah. tune in to the end of last week's show and yeah. you'll hear what we well, said. We I think I said 3 0. You did. So. I was going to say 2 0. Yeah, and there you go. Well, that's the end of the show, people. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this special of Nigel and Len's Facebook Twitter question time. Yeah. And until we are back again, which we've hopefully will be with all of the gang next Monday night. Uh, I bid you adieu. And the reason why I say <laughs> adieu, because if you do wordle, use that as your first word, gives you four consonants. See you later. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. It's a closing feature. Yeah, a little bit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.